0: Hi, I'm Ian McAllister, and I'm off to the forest to become a Vagabond.
1: I'm Sam Maggs, and I'm Top Cat.
2: And I'm Jamie Adams, and I need to learn how to run a Woodland Uprising properly. And this is Brainwaves, bringing you the best in board game and tabletop gaming news. These are the headlines for the week of the 4th of March 2019. The RPG industry faces up to abuse allegations. Are your dice really random? And yet more awards as France crowns its board gaming royalty. All this and more in this week's Brainwaves.
0: So we'd like to start this week's Brainwaves with a bit of serious news. Uh, Over the last couple of weeks, there have been Statements put out by Zack Smith's former partner Mandy Morbid about the abuse she experienced during their time together. Now if you're not familiar with Zack Smith, who also goes under the moniker Zack Sabbath or Zack S, he's a writer for a lot of D&D products, some OSR stuff, as well as a consultant on the current edition of Dungeons Dragons 5th edition the statement put out by manny Morrow makes for some pretty harrowing reading we will link to it in the show notes but it does come with a bit of a content warning about uh, sexual abuse allegations and mental abuse so do, do be careful of reading that stuff wizards have gone uh, have put out a statement recently saying they are going to remove zack's name from all future printings of the books he was involved with Mike Murls, the co-creator of D&D 5th edition, also put out a statement which, quite frankly, I can only call a non-apology. He claimed Zach was only a really a playtester on 5th edition, which was true, but he was also listed as a consultant in the book. So that was a little bit disappointing to see. Uh, other industry, uh, other parts of the industry have also put out their own apologies. Kenneth Hite, for instance, who worked with Zach Smith on, on certain projects for D&D. Put an apology, donating any future proceeds from books he worked on with Zach to Connections for Abused Women and Their Children. It's a Chicago-based domestic violence non-profit. Drive-Thru RPG obviously hosts quite a, a huge number of PDFs for the industry and Zach Smith's work is on there. They've now said that they are going to put in any portion of revenue generated by Smith's Works will be donated to Rain, which is the Rape, Abuse and Incest National Network. Uh, They also said that it was up to individual publishers whether to withdraw those products or not from their site. And in the last week or so, Gen Con had been deliberating what to do about these allegations, and they have now stated they are going to ban him from attending the event and stated he will be removed if he turns up. The statements put out do make for very harrowing reading and abuse of any sort in the in the industry should never be tolerated and we've all got to be more aware of this kind of stuff and call it out when we see it and we hope we can help raise awareness of these issues by pointing them out to people
2: 2019 is well underway, and we've already got the first announcements of the award seasons. France's board game equivalent of the Spiel des Jahres, the German-based Game of the Year, which holds a great uh, accolade among board game designers, is the Asdor of the Golden Ace. The winners were announced recently, and like the Spiel des Jahres, is split into three categories. There is the expert games, the all-public games and the children's games. The all-public Asdor winner this year was The Mind from Wolfgang Warsch, who has had, let's say, a pretty stellar year with the release of schön clever, The Mind and The Quacks of Quedlinburg all have been doing sterling uh, trade and also getting great reviews. And he's also got his new game on
0: Kickstarter that his name temporarily escapes me, the one where you're meant to. I believe it is something like Wavelength.
2: Thank you, Wavelength. Yes, that's the one. Yes. Uh, The mind is very contentious in certain circles, in that it is basically you have a number of cards numbered 1 to 99. You have some in your hand, and you basically, without talking, have to put down all the numbers in order. To some people, that is not a game. To a lot of people, It's a fantastic game. I've not played it. I'm not going to comment on it. But I've played it. I really enjoyed it. There you go. Thank you very much. I've
1: played it.
0: But But also, any—I mean, anyone who thinks it's not a game, you better come up with an absolutely airtight definition of what a game is, then, because that's that's the sort of thing of like what is art. It's a really tricky thing to get. If you would like to set
2: your definition of what a game is, please send it to Ian McAllister, care of Giant Brain UK at gmail.com. There we go. The mind. Fought off competition from Shadows Amsterdam, Selenia, and Treasure Island. Now, the, ex- the expert, Asdor, was won by Detective, a modern crime board game from Portal Games, uh, designed by people including Ignacy Trevicek, famous of from Robinson Crusoe and recently First Martians. Uh, has been Again, has been doing sterling work. Uh, reviews-wise and sales-wise. Detective is a little bit like Sherlock Holmes consultant Detective in as much as you have a case and you have a whole place where to go. But this game, like a lot of modern games, also uses a companion app uh, that helps along with it. Uh, Detective fought off competition from Sam's favourite, Keyforge
1: and I don't know where you're getting that from, but sure, we'll go with it. We'll go with it.
2: And Spirit Island. Two games that we're doing very well this year as well and over in the children's category the winner was where's mr wolf from murray fort and wilfried fort published by blue orange in the eu which fought off competition from zombie kids evolution the first legacy game for children Uh, the dice game the color monster and the poo themed card game who did it so stay tuned because brainwaves will keep bringing you award nominations and winners as they come in so guys your dice do you trust your dice they always tried to kill me
1: uh i neither trust or distrust i'm i'm very open to this debate i think it's it's all a bit too much to go into a lot of the time but carry on
0: But yeah, yeah, there's been an interesting couple of tests recently to to determine whether your dice are really that random. Uh, This has been flagged up by one of our followers on Twitter, um, uh, shared shared with me today. So these were a couple of tests done using 10,000 rolls of a Game Science and a Chessex die, uh, both d 20s. And uh, the results are quite interesting. We'll post the links in the show notes to the study so you can go and have a read of them. Which basically showed that the although the game science and game science is uh, a company that claims their dice are much more accurate than other uh, than other companies' dice. Although the game science dice was truer than the chess's dice, it had a better sort of like um, we'd expect about sort of sort of five hundred five hundred results per number on on that chart over over d twenty. And although the chess, the game size dice got closer to that average uh, over the co- course of all the rolls, it wasn't entirely accurate. And especially on the 14, it had much less results. And they think that's because of the way it's pulled out of the mold. Each dice, is, each D20 is pulled out of the mold. There's a little sort of imperfection on the 7 side, which is on the opposite of the 14. So it's harder for it to, to roll onto that. They do emphasize in the study that most people will not see deviations at all during their during their play because they're... They're only seeing hundreds of samples, whereas this, these sort of studies are seeing ten thousand samples. And another experiment that we'll also link in the show notes seems to show that as the number of sides increases, the trueness of a dice goes down. So as you as you get more and more sides on a dice, it just becomes less true, just due to manufacturing more than anything. Uh, so yeah, the quest for the perfect dice continues. The per, quest, quest for the perfect random dice roll. Um, basically, you get. Um, and basically, you can't. You can't have it, effectively, and you probably shouldn't worry about it too much.
1: Guys, have you heard that? Heard what? Heard what? The sound of more vaults being opened. More keys being forged. Is this your favourite game? Um, no. no. He does love it. Like, actually, no. And I don't know when this is gonna stop, but sure. It's the best game in the world. No, um so we've got more more Keyforge coming along. We don't necessarily know when it's coming along, we just say second quarter, which for Fantasy Flight means it's gonna come out. We've announced it, it's a thing we're making. Next year. Um well, probably the next kind of two three months. Here's
0: Yeah, I, anywhere, I yeah. imagine we'd see it by time UK Games X rolls around in June Absolutely, and
1: be Absolutely, yeah. So more more cards, a bit more of the same. So we're talking I will give you I'll give you some numbers. Everyone likes numbers. We've just been talking about dice. We've got two hundred and four brand new cards. No new factions this time round. We don't know about that yet and obviously that's never been confirmed anyway. It's something a lot of people were talking about and I think there's a lot of call for. But 204 new cards, with 166 cards of the f- original set being included in this new set to create a pool of 370 cards in the, the the set, I should say as well, is called Age of Ascension. That's also to say, though, that they've said that the algorithm can essentially pull any card from any previous set that's ever been made into these decks. There would just be a very, very low, low chance of that happening, but that is... Possible, which I I like, you know, your deck, you know, in three years time when there's six, seven, eight sets out, your deck can draw from any of those sets, you know, it will predominantly obviously be using the cards that come in that, in that named set, but it can, can include anything.
0: I imagine the algorithm would be set to make sure that the the sets also have like a good decent number of the new cards as well. That, that'll be part of their algorithm stru- algorithm structure.
1: Yeah, they haven't really talked about anything crazily new. It's a lot more of the same. Um, just kind of new, star, new the star the star sets better so. value this time around. It is indeed. So it is slightly cheaper than the original starter set. We're getting rid of pre made decks in the starter set now. You just get two um, booster pack deck things like you normally would buy off the shelf. You get your um, six key tokens like usual, your train, your chain tracker, damage tokens, amber tokens, some play mats, which is quite nice. So it's um, poster paper versions of the very, very nice mouse mat style mats you can get out there. And now something that's fantastic, because I don't see why this wasn't done in the original set, is they made power and stun cards, power and stun cards tokens now in this new Yay. set because um, it just made no sense to kind of, you know, I've got a card that says something like put six plus power plus one power things on this and it's like you're just adding six cards to it, it seems really weird Make it a load of tokens so much so much easier yeah, there's not much else we can really say about this really, it's just more key Um we were wondering when it was going to come out um, I think this is, this shows that there's probably going to be about two to three cycles a year Um, Yeah, something like that. Which seems standard for any kind of um, collectible card game. Really competitive thing. Well, in
0: companies taking over other companies' news, the sort of thing we have covered many times before, it is now the turn of a toy-based company, Funko, to get into board games. Funko has recently bought Forest Person Creative... Was a company I was not really aware of, but they have made games like uh, the recent Villainous game with them, Jurassic Park Danger, Harry Potter, Hogwarts Battle. They've all been involved with all those games. So obviously, Funko have gone for a company that's producing games with a lot of franchises in there, which is something that Funko do a lot of. If you're not aware of Funko, they basically produce sort of little plastic dolls for want of a better word Top
1: vinyl is their biggest seller you know that's the thing that i think if you go into forbidden planet you go into any kind of geek store and there will be a wall even in like hmv and places like that these days yeah it's the it's the cartoony oversized head plastic nightmare of your dreams
2: yes they are the
0: 21st <laughs> century beanie babies i guess they are um uh, yeah so it's 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 an obvious company for them to, uh, for funko to acquire but it's interesting to see a bigger toy company sort of eyeing board games as a revenue stream yeah and uh, yeah we'll see what comes out of it will we see funko pops in games absolutely
1: in we will of course we will yeah
0: like little little smaller
2: ones or something i don't know yeah, but yeah no, i can definitely see that there happening. you go now from our introductions on this episode you might have been able to guess that we have been playing a little bit of root recently from later games it's been doing sterling work all across the board games market I do enjoy using that word sterling work don't I Uh, but has been climbing up the board game geek ranking has been selling out rapidly and now there is an announcement from later games that we are going to have a second expansion coming out very soon no idea on what it's going to be called yet but what we know is there are going to be two new factions joining the six already available we know it's
1: called uh, it's called the underworld expansion
2: oh I'm so sorry (laughs) But it doesn't have a triangular board, so Jamie's just not interested. just doesn't know. No (laughs) triangular boards, not for me. Uh, The two new factions that are joining, shut up, boys, are called the Corvid Conspiracy and are a group of crows who are all about sneaky espionage, which is wonderful. Are they a murder of crows? They are a murder of crows. Thanks, I'm here all week. Thank you. And the other one is the Great Underground Duchy, which is a labor of moles who allegedly act in a similar manner uh, to the Marquise de Cat and the Eerie Dynasties combined. Rooted by Later Games is a woodland-based area-control war game in which it's all playing cute animals. So, yes, there's also going to be uh, two new maps included in the Underground expansion, which is a mountain pass and fighting around a great lake, which are uh, hopefully play, this, to play to the strengths of many of the factions, including the faction from the first expansion, the River Folk Trading Company. As well as both of these, there will also be a new card deck, according to Colverla, inspired by Cosmic Encounter. Nice. Which, uh, according to well, according to Colverla, when pushed a little bit about it, was saying it's just a different ethos to the deck. The original one was quite slightly more conservative if you will and this one's maybe a slightly more aggressive deck it is all coming to kickstarter on the 14th of march where, where you'll probably be able to buy the new expansion a copy of the core game the river folk expansion and they're in talks for a big box to hold all the expansions so i'm definitely going to keeping an eye on this i got root fairly recently if i may have mentioned beforehand um And yeah, I'm very excited. We've all played it it recently, and if you want to hear more about that, uh, you can get that on our Idle Thoughts podcast on our Patreon. Thank you, Ian. And also, a reminder that later this year, there's an RPG of Root coming from Magpie Games. Again, it's coming to Kickstarter, and in it, every single one of the players will be playing Vagabonds.
0: Yeah, not sure about that. I mean, I I like the war game, but I don't really... Have any kind of desire to explore that world on an RPG ish kind of level? Ian, the verse cannot be stopped. Apparently not. Well, talking about games that might appeal to the kids, if anyone uh, knows anything about uh, the current sort of trend in TV, you'll have seen the series Stranger Things on Netflix, which is a cool little series, sort of reminiscent of E.T. Spielberg films, a little bit of sort of horror in there as well, uh, that sort of 80s sort of vibe to it. And in the very, very first episode of season one, the kids were all playing Dungeons and Dragons, which led to a bit of research in the game and also has had a big effect on streaming and that kind of thing as well. Well, now you can also play the d d Stranger Things starter set. I, I'm kind of surprised it's taken them this long to produce something like this, but you can basically pick up this box set and you can play as the characters the kids play in the TV series. You get a couple of Demigorgon minis in there, which maybe implies that the upside down will be somehow in the adventure uh it's July the first and yeah it looks really good it looks like it's another starter set it's got that sort of mold original red box kind of look to it uh, it's got dice in there everything you need to get going in the game and some advice on how to like take characters up to about level five or so and beyond
1: from looking at the character sheets i don't know if you just said this or it says it anywhere is this fifth edition that it's using or anything like that
0: yeah 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 it's, use, uh, yeah, it's using 5th fifth, fifth edition rules, um, so it'll tie into the other products. Yeah, like I
1: imagined that. it would, because it would just be a bit confusing to put out something that wasn't, and obviously 5th edition is a very kind of user-friendly, intro-friendly.
2: Very popular, to game to. yes.
0: So, uh, guys, I got uh, I got a new Choose Your Own Adventure through the post.
2: Cool. Again, Ian, come on, we, we, we've talked about this. You need to stop buying Choose Your Own Adventure games. Uh, can I, either of you read Spanish?
0: Uh, like 17th century Spanish.
1: Mm, I could barely more, read it. I'm more of, in the best of days. more of an 18th century guy.
0: You're more an 18th century. Well, well. Thankfully, Google Translate can probably help out in this because yeah, my, my my new game book actually comes from the 17th century. Thankfully, in the Spain.
1: internet reads Spanish. So. So yeah, this. How uh, long did the post this
0: take on. to deliver it? <sighs> came through a wormhole. It's, fine. it's a
1: dimensional thing. Yeah, it doesn't actually cost that very much.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've we've got a dimensional gateway in the back, don't you know?
2: No. Well, no, no, I didn't. I thought that was the RPG bit. Corner's
1: built on top of, like, a, a burial ground. Yeah. And what? the fireplace uh, is actually just like a...
0: Don't worry, wait, it's wait. all quite complicated. It's, it's very complicated. I mean, but you it's you not dangerous.
1: It's we feed not it in turn every
0: now and again, it's fine. Uh, anyway so my new game book uh, is it's a weird one it's so the game in question uh, is uh, was discovered recently it's a divinatory game based on a system of questions and answers related to the main aspects of life happiness success of marriage success in business the birth of a child health illness etc each prophecy expressed by a triplet in the vernacular is a result of a playful mechanism that passes through the throwing of dice and a series of references from one prophetic set section to another so it was designed as a sort of entertainment to an extent um it's being scanned in currently so you can have a look at yourself and we'll put um uh some links in the show notes but yeah it's, it's a fascinating thing it's basically it's effectively a game book as we understand like a choose your own adventure roll dice go to a page read a thing go to another bit read a thing and it basically tells you sort of a prophecy effectively of whether your life will turn out happy or not And uh, the reason that many of these didn't survive is apparently because the church objected to them when they came across them. And uh, many of them were burnt, so this one's only just been rediscovered. Uh, Yeah, really fascinating little find. unlike the church. And uh, also worth a little mention while we're in our history, but the National Museum of Scotland has recently opened up uh, two or three new exhibitions, an Egyptian, East Asia and a ceramics exhibition. I've just been to see them recently and they're all very good. And the Egyptian one has got a few board game bits and pieces in there. It's got a Senate set, some dice, uh, that kind of
1: thing. It's just Uh, good to see. You know, we're talking about things that are, you know, items that are 3,000 years old and it's a D6 and it hasn't changed. Yeah.
0: Um, you know i I'm, i seem to remember a couple of years ago there were some D, effectively d12s and d20s on earth as well in various places but different have, symbols yes. not numbers on them but yeah but these these objects have been used in in randomization and divination and games
2: for centuries also an interesting uh, piece of history is that that uh, roman times and similar eras dice weren't for obvious reasons dice weren't were weighted and they weren't they weren't you know truly random because it didn't really matter because people believed that the gods decided what the values of the dice were going to be so you didn't need game science tests or anything like
0: that the gods would warp them for you gods would sort it out man game time. science
1: were kind of around like the three three bc mark was that not when they were founded no yeah, maybe I? Oh, I
0: don't know i think you're, i think you're a bit out yeah so it's just a reminder that uh, sometimes we can look backwards and see game stuff and learn from games in the past and I uh, keep an eye out on this kind of stuff because it's all really quite interesting and maybe we can learn some lessons for games now
1: we started off a little bit of a tour the other day um thank you very much to the folks at lucky sparrow cafe in glasgow Southside. We had a good day of gaming on Sunday. Um, we did. One of the first times in a long time that we've been able to meet up the three of us and actually just sit down and play games all day. A big player of the day, of the day was Root. Yep. We played a bunch of other stuff.
0: Played some Ruthless from Alleycat Games. Great little pirate deck builder thing. Played Champion of the
2: Wild from Big Imagination Games. that's really good. That was on our last cast as well. And we played uh, a prototype of a game... By oh, what's his name, Sam? Um, what's that guy? Scottish m- developer, Mr. Um, Monopoly. M- Mr. Monopoly, thank you. Yes, no, I'm joking. Yeah, it was a game- don't, don't call me Mr. Monopoly. <laughs> First type of a game by Ian McAllister, our very own.
1: I'm sure you'll hear stuff about that in the next few months. We had a great day. Um, very busy. Very great to see the um the cafe really busy and buzzing yeah. with people. Really good array of games there. If you want something serious, if you want something really light and chill. If you want something
0: really stupid, there's also the Trump and Gladiators board games. There is.
1: Um, Really good to see people playing a wide variety of stuff as well. You know, we're sat there playing Root and there's four guys on the table opposite us playing a Kill Team campaign. And then there's people playing Cards Against Humanity and stuff like that. So a real good eclectic ray of gaming going on.
2: And not just board gaming. There's also a a thriving tabletop uh, RPG uh, community there as well. There was uh, a friend of mine who was down there who was running a game of Numenera, which is the... Is that the Fantasy Flight one? No, that's someone else. Can't
0: remember. Sorry. Monty Cook. Monty Cook Publishing.
1: Quick shout out to Dice World Cafe as well. We tried to make it along, but time and me and Ian living on the other side of the country all got in the way but I'm sure that's probably our next stop for the three of us meeting up and playing games yeah
0: def-
2: definitely want to get through to one of the dice rolls I will definitely be at dice roll reg uh, hopefully fairly regularly uh dice roll is in the CCA in Glasgow on Sucky Hall Street it's every uh, it's fortnightly Sundays and hosted by the wonderful Kenny yeah yeah, no, it's, I've, I've been mainly to get through to Dice Roll for a
0: while, so that's really good. And later in the year, we are going to be at, uh, ge- well, myself and Jamie are certainly going to be at uh, Games Expo. Uh, where all three of us should be at Tabletop Scotland. You'll find me on the Playtest stall because I will be there running that.
1: You'll find me and Jamie deep within a game of Rhino Hero Super Battle, I'm sure.
0: Oh, yes. The stakes will never be higher. Or neither will the tower. Hey, exactly. And hopefully later uh, in December, I will be at Dragonmeet. I was hoping to get to Aircon this year as well, but that's just not going to happen. So hopefully get down to Aircon next year. Uh, yeah, that's all what we will be doing over the next little while. If you have got cons that you would like us to have a look at and maybe come and come along to, then please do get in touch. We're always interested in meeting new people and playing some games and yeah, and doing sort of conventiony things. <laughs>
1: guys i've been i've been digging in the garden i found i i I saw there's a big hole i finally found it
2: by what's that treasure
1: more monopoly news (gasps) (gasps) we've got like three pieces of monopoly news first one comes straight from the hearts of everybody across the country the Donkey Sanctuary in the UK, charity for Aww. donkeys, has announced their own Monopoly board. Obviously, different edition of Monopoly here. I don't really get what's going on. By the looks of things like the stations, attractors tractors, or vehicles, um, I think... Yeah, the locations are like... In, instead of paying tax, you have to feed Bill, who presumably is a donkey. You've got to buy straw instead of paying tax as well. It sounds... A true evolution of the world game it's 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 all about it's all about uh the journey of a donkey for the first day of
2: new arrivals uh unit moving to a new home is the final one so it's
1: all about a donkey's journey and no it's not money it's, it's all a, about it's money a
0: different monopoly
1: boards. anyway it's the next one anything. i'm sure is going to sell like hotcakes it absolutely has to it's a new edition of monopoly gamer that kicked off that series with um mario i think one or two years ago now um yeah overwatch is the next one Um, definitive version yeah overwatch that's gonna sell like hotcakes lots of
0: little miniatures the overwatch
1: characters there's a bunch of miniatures it looks like there's some custom dice in there as well like that actually will just be a crazy seller it does look pretty good
2: And, and of course i said earlier that talisman would be rearing its head again and it is talisman monopoly
1: Yeah, we had 40k Monopoly announced um, last year. We spoke about that. Of course we did. All your best Monopoly news. Please come to the end of Brainwaves. Um... Oh, yeah. Don't tell listeners to
0: only listen to the end of the podcast.
1: (laughs) I like the fact that this, this segment started off as just silly news. And we like, I think the very first one was like there was a game that you could play with potatoes, yeah, and like yes. you put little bits in yes. potatoes, and they were your miniatures. And now it's just Talisman Monopoly's happening. Yeah, that's a thing. Again, we've got no. That's 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 the news. Talisman Monopoly is happening. That's all we know. Divinity version. Hey, um, spend spend your big dollar bucks. Guys. I, I hear it's
0: got it's, it's got a regular triangular board.
1: Nice. Yeah, I was fantastic. hoping they'd bring that back. Yep. Yeah. Um, got, got
0: got to love them triangular boards. Mm. But anyway, we'd like to give a shout-out to our executive producers of the Lucky Sparrow Gaming Cafe. Thank you very much for your continued support. And if you would like to get access to an extended version of this cast and our Idol Thoughts podcast, which is about all the games we have played recently, that goes out about once a month, you can join up with our Patreon. $1 a month gets you the extended cast. $2 a month gets you into our Idol Thoughts exclusive club. We'd very much like to your support, and it helps us pay for the podcast and hosting and that kind of thing and we'll eventually hope hopefully pay for us getting to some extra cons and uh, that sort of thing down the line thank you very much for listening if you like what you've listened to then the best way to help us out is to just share the podcast around twitter facebook whatever your social media platform of choice is and drop us a review and rating on itunes if you are a member of that church you can also follow us on twitter at the giant brain instagram giant brain uk facebook the giant brain our website is giantbrain.co.uk and you can email us with any thoughts requests that kind of thing on for the show on giantbrainuk at gmail.com and uh, please do get in touch to let us know what you'd like to talk about in future brainstorms if there's if you've got tasty bits of news to share with us just get in touch and we also have a guild on board game geek if you just search for the giant brain and Brainwaves, waves you will find us and you can join in with conversations there as well thank you very much